0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon, Wound pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled that you are listening to our show, Woo-hoo. the Guitar Knobs podcast. Right. Uh, yep. Jared, we're glad to have you back. Um I know that you were there for the last one, but it's still nice to have you back again. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. He He wasn't here last time? He was. I was just (laughs) thinking of the Frost Giant one where he wasn't, which is the one that I just released anyways.
1: Uh, Uh, Down in North Carolina.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, we've got a super special guest on the line today. Uh, Who are you, super special guest?
2: Eddie Serratos, aka Municipal Water on Instagram.
0: Fantastic. Uh, where are you calling from?
2: Uh, Alexandria, Virginia, outside. which is right outside D.C.
0: Alexandria, Virginia. I've been through that those parts, um, pretty areas. Uh, so municipal water, that's an odd name for pedal. We're going to get into a pedal company. We're going to get into that a little bit later. If you are searching around, now's a good opportunity to do that. Go to Instagram, look up municipal water, you're going to see an icon that says HOI. We will also get into that later. But if you see that, that's the one, okay? And if you see some awesome-looking pedals with killer geometric patterns on them, that is the one. So uh, we're going to get into his story and find out all about these pedals. We're going to talk about cool guitar stuff, and it's going to be an awesome time. Isn't it always? It is always. And speaking of always, Tony, what do we typically do on this show? Well, Todd, since you asked, uh, we like to talk
3: about gear, specifically boutique gear. Even more specifically, the builders of this said boutique gear. And you may be asking yourself, what is boutique gear? Well, this is not the the mass-produced kind of craziness that you know you might find at a large big box store. You can find some of these things there, but these are handcrafted pieces of love provided to the music industry by a very special group of personal builders, if you will. So that would include things like guitars and amps and pedals, um, accessories. Oh yes. Accessories and all kinds of fun stuff. And occasionally, Jared, what do we do? I don't know. We do we <laughs> do 101s. ones <laughs> baby. So My every favorite. everything you wanted to know about a special subject. Maybe That's you right. didn't even
0: know you wanted to know about it. Well well done. Well 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 well. All right. We got to say thank you to Rode Mikes. Rode. Yeah, for um, hooking us up with some fantastic equipment. This is uh, you know, they provided us with the Rodecaster Pro this yep. amazing uh, little module that's letting us do our podcast and the Procaster mics. Oh, hanging I tough, Procaster mics. That's right. Just like the new kids. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know what? I want. I also want to give a, another great big thanks to all of the builders out there who have really stepped forward in these trying times and have, Found their own ways. Everybody said, "You know what? I am a channel. I am a bullhorn. I am an antenna." And I'm just so amazed at the way that people are getting together and they're they're doing things for good. And people are rallying for it. And I just I think it's a really beautiful thing. We all tip our hats to all of you who have done that. Those who have have started programs, who have done contests, who have who have done. Uh, you know donations those who are donating those who are participating all that stuff i'm so proud of the guitar community in the way that that people have reacted not just right now i mean it's been like all year and yeah. uh and even when somebody's down like you know brian nutter poor guy gee many christmas uh of nutter guitars former guest amazing guitar builder even better guitar player Yeah, that guy's been battling for a long time we had Mike Trombley had a terrible accident and everybody's helping him out there's loads more out there and I I just I'm really grateful for everybody out there so
3: well that just speaks to the, the caliber of people that are involved in this community I mean you know I think uh just about every person that I've met that's involved in whether, you know, you want to call it boutique or even some of the larger companies, they all, I think they have really big hearts and they care about people that they know and some people that they don't know. And I think it's it's just, uh, I, you know,
0: I, I'm tipping my fez to yes. all those folks. Well, it's a, it's a passion-based industry. I mean, Eddie, yeah. you're, you're a perfect example of that based on the call we had and what we're going to get into a little bit later. That's why you do this. Um, am I wrong?
2: No, no, I love it. I love working on this kind of stuff, especially just figuring it out, you know, and the community is awesome. I mean, just even forums or even Instagram, just following people and seeing what they're working on.
0: Yeah. Pretty outstanding stuff. So right on everybody. Uh, Let's get into what is going on in our music world this week. Tony's going to lead us off and then we'll check with our friend Eddie over here.
3: All right. That sounds good. Well, this week, uh, I got to work on a really cool project. Um, um a dealer down in um in louisiana had a uh well probably about a year or two ago i had actually made a a guard for this guitar and it's a 1940s uh es400 and gibson and um these guitars were some of the earliest um arch top guitars that were equipped with pickups and um this one in particular uh has a very unusual pickup it's about eight inches long and it runs diagonally uh basically from you know kind of the bridge down almost to the neck that sounds like my uh wiener dog with a bad hip <laughs> yeah i think i think it might be <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's so really stupid. cool uh but um so so john had sent sent uh this the remnants of the pickup uh lindy fralin had re- rewound the old pieces once before and the celluloid just disintegrated again and it tore into the coil that lindy rewound and the pickup stopped working mm-hmm. um, so he sent me the bits and pieces and it was a very tricky job i mean uh, i i probably had more time in the project than i thought but i think it's going to work out really nicely um i sent that completed coil back down to lindy and he rewound it and uh he's sending it back up to me because there's like a wrap that goes around the outside of the coil and he was afraid to you know to glue it back on because i you know he said oh the the top of the coil uh, the coil looks so good i don't want to damage it so so long story short i'm going to get that back here get the little thin celluloid that goes around the outside glued on and get it up back down to louisiana and uh i think it's going to be really cool this uh you know this this coil now matches the guard that i made it's the same material and uh it's just a really unusual piece if anyone is is curious about early electrified archtop guitars uh do a search for an es300 and and you'll you'll be (laughs) amazed i up until i think the first time i did one of these projects i didn't know that this guitar existed with that big of a pickup
1: oh yeah that I I always wondered what machine did they wind that monstrosity on? <laughs> I know it's yeah, it's literally it's, it's, what
3: about eight inches long? Would you say?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, Eddie, Serratos from Municipal Water Pedals. Why don't you tell us what's going on in your music world?
2: I actually just uh, got my first Les Paul ever. Really? Holy yeah. God. Never played one before. Uh, had a bunch of guitars that were. Like, sort of, you know, I had an Electra guitar, which is, it looks pretty much sure. like a Les Paul. They're still nice. Those are awesome, but uh, the Electras, but they're so heavy. And uh, yeah. yeah, but I got this 2006 Alpine White Les Paul with an ebony fretboard, which I love because I don't like the ones with like rosewood, you know, just visually it doesn't match. But anyway, this thing is great. It's like a 2006. Some guy was selling it on Craigslist and I picked that up and I love it.
1: Wow! Is it a, it's a custom, right?
2: No, 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 no. It's a studio. studio. I wish it was a custom, but it's a studio, but it's, it's still awesome. I mean, it feels yeah. great.
1: It still feels good.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like for a guy who has mostly played like, you know, Fender guitars, you know.
0: Wow. So, yeah, yeah. That's very Nothing cool. wrong with that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I never thought I would want one.
0: I had an 84 Les Paul Studio that I, I really, really liked. Um, ended up trading it for something, but it was a great guitar.
2: Yeah, they're great.
0: Uh, by the way, Eddie, are you a guitar namer? Do you name your guitars?
2: No, 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 no. I, I have a hard time naming my cats or my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I name mine.
1: Mine's called Gibson Les Paul. Uh, mine's called Fender Stratocaster. All right,
0: funny guy. The blue one. The blue. The blue one. one or
1: the? <laughs> I actually name my. I do the year first, and then what it is, and that usually. Works
0: right, so interesting.
1: Wow, so, so they're That's all
0: called SG, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, oh, 65 SG, 62 SG,
0: <laughs> good enough. Well, speaking of all of that stuff, Jared, what's going on in your music world, bud?
1: This week was a week of high highs and low lows. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, so as far as business wise, the, the mail system is it's not been good this week. Uh, it, it, it got better. Um, I would say last week and the week before, but this week it's, um, kind of having a tough time with some important, some really important things kind of getting stuck, you know, and the tracking's not working. So I get, you know, customers call and, um, where is it? Where is it? Can you call? Can you call? If I, if I called for every time someone asked me where their package was, um, you get on the phone, it takes about four minutes just to get a call back an hour later from usps so it's it's really tough um i would just be on the phone all day and and get nowhere because it's all because of COVID 19 it's you know it's it's really frustrating um i had uh i had some equipment break so you know it's been kind of a i had some debbie downer days and then today was just a, a fantastic day. I went up to my favorite guitar shop and I picked up some of Zach's guitars and a couple of guitars uh, that I have now. And um, one is a, uh, I think I talked about it a hundred times before. One's a pink paisley and I had it uh, Fender pink paisley. It has an original flame maple neck. It's just beautiful. It's like a 1970 neck. And um, I had the body aged to kind of match that neck. The the guitar looks phenomenal. I, I texted you guys some pictures. Yeah, I saw them. And, and I also um I got for a steal and I promise not to sell it um a custom made uh telecaster of purple and turquoise paisley. And it and it's just it's phenomenal. And I actually did the pickups in that for that guitar. And that's got an early Fullerton reissue uh, Telecaster neck on it. And uh, for those of you don't who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the Fullerton plant did some uh, reissue um, like Fender Strats and Telecasters in the early 80s. And mm-hmm. they're, they're quite collectible. So the fact that it's a, a neck from that era, it's a really, really nice guitar. So I'm, I'm really excited about those two things. Um, who did the paint on the blue one? Uh that's actually fabric I believe. Oh okay. So it's done like like the paisleys. Right. It's it's done like the paisleys.
0: This is the blue, you said the blue it's a blue flower? It's it's a it's a purple it's a bl- and turquoise blue oh. paisley. Cuz I saw there's a on Craigslist, there's a there's a blue with the flower wallpaper.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: on for sale so.
1: Those are really cool. T- I really like those too but I I didn't I don't have one I mm. This one I like a lot better, the, the purple and blue Paisley. It's, and it's got a uh, binding around the body. Um, he, he really did a great job on it. It's a great guitar. Yeah, so uh, Zach had a couple of guitars there. And one of them he had there was a, a Gibson J45. Um, and it's one of those really old vintage. It's from, from like 1949. And the, the first owner, while the owner that had it most of his life uh had the decals the old school decal name on it and the name of the guitar was ralph i don't know if the singer's name was ralph or if he named his guitar we were just talking about that um but it has and and a lot of um musicians did that with their their old you know with their guitars back Mm -hmm. then they would put decals on their guitars and uh, they're quite collectible now but um that had a lot of work done to it and that thing sounds so unbelievable it's so so cool when you find an old vintage guitar that just still sounds really good because it it just looks so beat up but the sound that comes out of it is just ah kind of like willie nelson's trigger right Mm. it looked like he got it out of the garbage can but he makes it sound so good yeah and uh another guitar he brought back i brought back today was a 1959 les ball jr with the the single pickup in the bridge, what? Yeah,
0: so what do you mean you brought it back?
1: I it was at the shop. He, yeah, the uh, body on it was refinished really badly at one time. So we took it up to to Akron, to Lay's and they they redid the body and aged it to look oh, like wow. the neck. And is it TV yeah, yellow? It, no, it's the burst, but it's still a fantastic guitar. The neck on it is unbelievable. So. Wow so you know some high highs and low lows it's the week it's a roller coaster week for me man and and one more thing um uh wolf from wolf Tone pickups is gonna spend three or four days here at the shop oh uh with me and he's gonna kind of help me out on some machinery i haven't figured out yet that i've had for i think two years now <laughs> so uh he's he's really good at at um computerized winder kind of stuff so Wow, yeah. that's cool. He's a good dude, so I, I can't wait to have him as a guest for a while. That's cool. At, at the shop. So Yep.
0: Right on. Nice. Right on. Um well for me Oh, how about you, Todd? I forgot about so you. To, yeah, who's every Todd? Time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is Todd? I don't know. Todd who? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I honestly I I I've spent a little bit more time just kind of looking around. I've, I haven't had like a new guitar in a long time, a long time, like a couple of years, I feel mm. like. And I, I, I just been getting itchy fingers <laughs> and I want something new. I want a new thing. And uh, so, you know, just been spending a lot of like trying to figure out well, what is the thing that I want. And I mean, lo- there's loads of brand new, amazing guitars and stuff. And I, I I'm, I definitely, like the idea of having something that is boutique built. Um, and so I'm just trying to keep my eyes open and, and obviously we've, you know, we've had lots of builders on, um, I'm not really in a position where I can just go, you know, Hey, I'm going to make it rain for you there, buddy. You know, so I'm trying to, uh, see what I can do to make things happen. Um, I have got, uh, uh, just my eyeballs out, and just kind of looking and see if there's any freaky deals that come up on Craigslist or at the local the Music Go Round, which is a, a chain that uh, we have. Uh, we've got two of them here, and it's basically you can trade in your old gear and you know get credit and all that stuff. And um, so sometimes I've got some steals from there. Like I found some really cool stuff. So you just got to keep your eyeballs open, but anyways that's what i've been doing but how about some of this one two one two three four on the floor okay eddie serratos from municipal water Pedal. hello what is your four on the floor
2: all right four on the floor so i used to be really into radiohead like back in late 90s what was the song that
0: got you into radiohead
2: Oh man, I had to be like everybody else, probably paranoid Android, you know? Okay. So being in the back of a car in high school, listening to OK Computer. Oh yeah. And, that was uh, life-changing, man. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, number one was the Digitech, and I don't think this is the one that Johnny Greenwood had, but I accidentally got the Digitech XP100. Which is i guess technically still the whammy you know the red whammy pedal
0: uh-huh oh yeah
2: that can like drop the pitch and uh increase i guess the pitch um that one's awesome, and unfortunately it's broken for me now, so uh, I got this paperweight
0: is that something I- that you do you think you'd be able to fix
2: I tried it's all digital, it's all digital i i spray i thought that I would spray it down with like contact cleaner or something like that in case like the chip was you know broken I mm-hmm. did look at the whole thing opened it up nothing seems to be done with, you know wrong with it the the signal passes through the the pedal mm-hmm. but the effect doesn't come out Interesting. so yeah I don't know
0: have you uh have you rung uh hoisted that up the flag on like um on the forums and stuff
2: no nah, not yet I, I probably would just buy another one if <laughs> I saw one used you know <laughs> yeah just, yeah.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. You can throw it at a robber or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I pinch my finger with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You need to prop a door
0: open. It works great. <laughs> yeah. Now, so do you bought that used or?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I bought it like in 2000, I think. And uh, it worked for 15 years. Yeah. And for the yeah, like for the last five, five years, it's just been sitting there. You know?
0: Is that something that you found that you used all the time or it was like just for a specific song or?
2: No, I mostly used it like with uh with like a looper like a looping pedal because mm-hmm. I could like I didn't have a bass at the time, so I could drop oh, the pitch and oh, yeah. play you know, mm-hmm. make a bass line and then record that and then do anything else with it i mean there there's so many settings on it you can come up with like any sound you want
0: right. do you know what just came to my head when I thought about you doing that? Uh, <laughs> the Ripper from Judas Priest, which is the opening the, you know the dueling the, the the two guitars playing in different octaves like yeah, doo, yeah, yeah.
2: Doo, doo. Oh. Man, you could do that oh, <laughs> you could totally do that
0: that song <laughs> that song if anybody is not familiar with the ripper from Judas Priest by all things holy you you have got to go listen to that song that I will right now oh my gosh <laughs> i mean mm, that's a good one okay anyways all right. What's number two?
2: Number two, the rat. The rat pedal. Yeah. I was late to that one. It used to be uh, used to be like big into the Big muff, And when I finally played the rat, I loved that thing. I guess yeah. I was always a distortion person, but, you know, I love it.
0: What, uh, what era rat is your rat?
2: I have no idea. It's just like an old, you know, flat black box.
0: Flat box or angled or?
2: It's like the the square looking one. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't even know if it has an LED. It might have an LED. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. I know that one. for yeah. a while. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, now, wh- when you play the rat, what do you um, do? You have specific settings you like, or you like to play all around it, or what? 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 What aspect of the rat do you really love?
2: I don't crank the treble too much. I mean, I turn the I turn the filter all the way up, with the distortion. Mm-hmm. But I keep the high pitch. I like like the mid range kind of stuff. Uh huh. So I tend to like dial back the, you know, the, what is it, the I don't have to even call it a tone on there.
0: Yeah. It's like a cut. It's like a, almost like a, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So now, uh, you know, I, we'll get into some of the things you've done, but you know, that's a, that's a three knob pedal, um, yeah. which is interesting because almost everybody that does versions of rats makes it more than three knobs. But when you are using a rat, you're limited to that. So, do you find that to be uh you know, a, a creative catalyst or uh, inhibiting?
2: No, I mean I like I like it. I mean it's 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 fine with me. Whatever a pedal has, I like I'm I'm happy with. You know, I'm just happy to have a pedal, you know what I mean? I I don't ever <laughs> yeah I don't ever go into it with like, oh I wish it had, you know, this or that. Um you know, if I'm personally working on something, I always want more, you know? Right. But uh, no, I mean, any pedal, even like pedals that people hate, I'm like, eh, whatever. I can do something with this.
0: Sure. Sure. Cool. Cool. Uh, do you do you have a favorite, uh, do, you, do you like playing um, like uh, single coils or humbuckers or anything like specific out of those?
2: I like both. Yeah. If I'm playing more like heavy stuff.
0: You're really uh, easy to please, Eddie Serratos.
2: I like music, you know, <laughs> I like all kinds of music, you know, it's, you get, you gotta have the right tool for the job. Right. So,
0: right. You know, good if point. I'm playing like, that's like Jared. Jared, that's kind of Jared's philosophy. He's pretty easy too. Yeah.
1: yeah. If it sounds good, play. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to be. If it's on the plate, eat it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Let's <You> just <laughs> scrape the
0: mold away and you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is Next.
2: Next is, uh, again, Johnny Greenwood, Bass DD3, or no, Boss DD3. That. I'm sorry, Boss DD3. Yeah. Um, that's the last delay pedal I got. It works for me. Uh, I love it. You can do a lot with it. Again, especially if you have a looper or a looping pedal or whatever, you know, to make mm-hmm. loops. You can do a lot with that. just that one pedal. I know that they have a bunch of other versions. I don't even know, like, six or seven, but I'm happy with that one you know, happy enough to not have tried the new ones. Yeah. Uh, so the
0: DD three seems to be the, the one that everybody really does love. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's the, an age thing, you know, if you're a specific age.
0: Yeah. Well, I, th- I think one of the things that we hear most common about that is that it, it, while it is digital, there is a, there's a, an analogness to it. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true or not, I personally don't have one. Yeah. Um, but everybody seems to to kind of focus around that one. I'm not it's really an awesome sure. pedal. Yeah. Okay. Final one. Yes.
2: Something that was a paperweight for me for a long time until I actually fixed it. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of your guests. You have a lot of it.
0: papers over there too.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. The Lion sixty L four.
0: Oh jeez
2: the big huh. green pedal yeah yeah uh that thing is awesome it's broken down on me three times the first time i sent it to, to, to whatever whoever makes the line six they fixed it for mm-hmm. like 75 bucks and then uh thanks to youtube i figured out how to fix it on my own nice. so that thing's awesome i forget who, who's the dude uh who used it uh, he's he's a comedian um man i wish i would have written his name down but uh i saw him on some late night show using it to make like some some loops and i was like oh i gotta get that pedal and then i found out that the guys from radio had have it too
0: sure yeah So yeah uh uh, now have you endeavored to paint it
2: no 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 i'm just happy it works (laughs) 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 i'll take it apart it took me a while to figure out how to get the knobs off without wrecking them
0: yeah fair Uh,
1: enough man fair enough
2: but uh it's working now and i've heard that it it only breaks down when you don't use it. So is that true? <laughs> that's when it's broken down for me. No
0: kidding. All right. Yeah. Well, keep that thing in, in play now. Okay. That seems when I look at that, I'm like, that's just, uh, I appreciate what it is. And I appreciate everybody's love for that pedal. Cause people do really love that pedal. I look at that and go, I, that's just way too, I don't know that I would ever use half of that on there. Um, do you, use, do you use all of it or are you like, I love the way that sounds and I only use this setting.
2: I only use the loop. Okay. Everything else is just, uh, I don't know. It's fun to play with. My kid loves it, you know. Uh, sure. But now, nah, I mean, I just wanted a loop pedal and I know that there are other ones out there, but I have this already, you know. Yeah. Somebody told me that the boss something station, you know, whatever.
0: It's Oh, the loop station.
2: <laughs> yeah, loop station. yeah, yeah, yeah. People have told me that to get that one, but it's—I think it's like two hundred thirty bucks. I'm like, I already have this, so yeah,
0: for sure. Well, and if that thing breaks, all you need to do is just—you can—you can, you can uh, just cut a little slit in the middle of it, and it's an instant uh, Kleenex box. So <laughs> there you there go. go, you're, you're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's that's four fun pedals, right there, man. Nice, nice choice. And so you're obviously—you said you're a fan of Johnny Greenwood.
2: I was. Um, He was.
0: Okay. I mean, for everybody that doesn't know, Johnny Greenwood is the one uh, with the in in Radiohead that has really cultivated the the ethereal nature uh, of of that band. He's the one who's always twiddling the knobs down on the you know kneeling down and playing, and he's got this huge console off to the. It's a he's really experimental dude. Um, and he also did uh, the uh, the soundtrack to There Will Be Blood. Don't know if everybody knows that, but yeah, that I didn't know that. yeah. So you said you was what happened?
2: Yeah, you know, I used to listen to punk rock and you know all that grunge stuff, and that's just what I like. You know, they say that like when you're 13, that's what you're going to listen to when you're you know when you're an adult. Yeah. And it, I seem to be going back to music that I liked in high school, you know, or being like a teen, so. Yeah. A simplified guitar, you know, just bass, guitar, drums. Yeah. Nice melody.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know what you mean. Uh, there's, uh, it's weird cause I can look back and, and, um, I still have all of my old, uh, case logic, um, um, uh, books that have like just piles and piles of CDs and I'm looking through and I'm like, man, I was really into some stuff.
2: <laughs>
0: and I, you know, I, I honestly haven't listened to a lot of that in a long, long time, but I find myself like when in doubt, I go to the things that not because I don't think that there's any other good music. It's just, I, there's something that happens, uh, I think earlier on that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's when all of the sparks start flying, when you get turned on to something early on, you want to keep going back to and and catching those sparks, you know? Um, there's something magical about wherever, wherever you entered into music there, that's the place that, that you're going to find that sort of fountain, you know?
2: Yeah. It's calling uh, you home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, uh, that's cool. I appreciate that uh, about you know when people can recognize that and, and are okay with it. It doesn't. It's weird because if you say that now, it's like, well, you don't like any modern music? No, of course I do. It's just there's a sentimental um, origin nature of that of again wherever you came in. Um, for some people, that's you know Hendrix. For some people, that's Nirvana and or. or priest or you know metallica or whatever it is all right well right before we jump into our awesome interview with eddie Cerrados of uh municipal water we're going to give a big shout out to john finnell music yeah! producer arranger uh My man. recorder all that stuff extraordinaire yep. um and he is extraordinaire in that manner because man oh man this guy understands guitar tone and he loves guitar, and uh, he takes great care with figuring out what you want and making sure you get it. And uh, he's over at Relay Recording in Columbus, Ohio. He travels around, though. So, like, hey, if you're in Los Angeles, you're like, man, this, this guy sounds really fantastic. I'd like to get him. He will go there, and you can yep. record, and it'll be great. How um, is he with the sousaphone? Um, I don't know. I, I th- don't think he's seen her in a, in a little while. But um, uh, anyways... <laughs> um, so, so that's John Finnell, J O N F I N T E L dot com. Uh, check him out, and he is currently. Uh, that's where our the what we have left of a studio is is residing until we can get back to our to the to the you know world as we knew it before. Uh, so he's hanging on to that stuff for us, and we really appreciate him. Uh, right. And also m- make sure if you are uh, somebody who is is interested in in recording. And you want to learn more about like, you know, what can you, uh, what can help me out as I'm preparing to do that? We did a one-on-one with him and he goes through a lot of the things as somebody who's recorded loads and loads and loads of bands that, uh, he gave us a great one-on-one on how to be prepared and what to expect and how to act and what to do once you get to the <laughs> recording studio. Okay. Uh, it was that, very helpful. A- that's a great episode. It was. I, I I listened to it, and I wish I would have followed the directions he gave. Me. <laughs> All right, you're a lost cause. I know, I know. All right, Eddie. Now, hopefully, everybody's already gone to your Instagram. It's like, whoa, look at these pedals, man! This is cool stuff. <laughs> uh, we're very excited to have you on the show. Uh, you um, you've got some very interesting looking pedals. Now, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out here real quick. Right. When we say, oh, that pedal looks cool. It's like, yeah, but it's supposed to sound good. Yeah, but you know what? When it looks good, that's the first thing that catches your eye. If I didn't hear it, that's what caught my eye. I think that's okay. It's okay to say the differentiating factor that I'm finding here is what do these things look like? Do I dig it or not? You've got a a very specific aesthetic, I think, to what you're doing, and uh, we're going to get into that briefly. First things first. Tony, do you want to ask? How, how did you come up with the name?
3: Because <laughs> I think I'm calling the water department.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think it was a discussion I had with a friend of mine. I told him I didn't like well water and I don't like septic tanks because my par- I'm from Delaware originally. <laughs> my parents lived in the middle of nowhere, and I hated oh. the smell of. Uh, <laughs> I hated the smell of you mm. know well water. So anyway. Or uh, septic tanks. <laughs> or yeah. septic tanks. No, don't so, buy it, man. And don't yeah. drink
3: out of the septic tank. Yeah. yeah, not a good idea.
2: So, uh, yeah. So I was like, no, I like municipal water. So when I set up my Instagram account, I I actually didn't used to put anything except I think silly drawings on there. Huh. So that was the only name that wasn't that I typed in that hadn't been taken. <laughs> so not very exciting, but that's what, that's what it is. It's a good story.
0: It's a good story. Okay, now what is what is the H O I?
2: That used to be my gamer tag. It used to be Hoy. So when I played uh, Xbox, it was uh, Halo. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend, he was Chompy and I was Hoy. And uh, and then somebody told me that I think Hoy means hello and I think I don't know if it's Dutch. So huh. I liked it. All yeah. right. And it's simple and it's I can line up the letters perfectly and make a symmetrical sort of shape of it. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, you didn't really think very hard about any of that. I think that's <laughs> a lot of people get really screwed up as they overthink everything. I mean, I'm one of those people, <laughs> so, you know, I can speak from experience. Um so okay, that is so that is your logo too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wish I would, you know, I would change it to Hoy, but you know, people have stuff linked to municipal water. So I might as well leave it. I know it's confusing, but it's probably more confusing to it, click a link and it you know doesn't what? work.
0: It's it's okay. You, you, you're you not, you're not creating, you know, a worldwide corporation or anything. You're just, not yet. you're doing your thing. And yeah. that's fine. And that's what, that's one of the things that kind of makes it fun and unique and special, I think. Um, just don't put incorporated or actually maybe, yeah. Put Hoy Incorporated. (laughs) LLC. (laughs) Yeah. Put Hoy Incorporated Corp LLC. Put that. That's. (laughs) 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 That would actually be really funny. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That, That actually gave me a couple of ideas. I'm just saying. Um, okay. So you got this little kind of, uh, very special, unique thing that you're doing, um, you're not making tons and tons of pedals, which I think makes the ones that you do uh, arguably more collectible. Um, how how did you get into? Uh, you, well, you already mentioned you, you you're you're a big fan of uh, you know Johnny Greenwood and such. Um, how did you enter into the guitar world?
2: Um, uh, well, I started playing when I was like thirteen. And mostly listening to, at the time, I didn't listen to Radiohead because, you know, I think the only thing that was out was like the Bends or something like that. I really liked uh, Nirvana when I was a kid and Mudhoney and, you know, all those grunge bands, Soundgarden. Mm -hmm. Um, Just listening to those guys. I think a lot of people have said just their music sounded like I could play it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, listening to that kind of stuff, I really thought that I could do it too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be that hard.
0: So after w- when you were doing that, is there did you rush out and you say, "Cool, I have to have this kind of guitar and this kind of amp"? Or how, where what did that look like? What did you, what did your earlier rigs look like?
2: I think I had like a Marshall, a little tiny Marshall solid state amp. I don't even remember which one it was that my mom bought me, and then uh, a Squire Stratocaster. It's just like a black straw something a like squire stratocaster.
0: Are there any uh, other color stri- squire stratocasters?
2: No. <laughs> I, so. I wish I had a white one.
0: That'd be
1: nice. Oh, yeah. that's better than what I started <laughs> with, for sure.
0: So uh okay, so you start off you got your you got your marshal, you got your squire, um, and then you began to progress. Um what did how did you go from um, those early stages to getting more and more and more involved enough to begin dealing with pedals.
2: It's just one of those things that I really like it doing. I, I can't imagine not playing the guitar, you know? Uh, I just have to do it, you know? I think a lot of people are like that probably, but you, you can't just stop doing it. You know, some people take it up and it's a hobby. And yeah, it's a hobby for me, but I really can't think of what I would do with my hands if I didn't have, you know, have that sort of thing to fall back on mm-hmm. um i don't know man it's just it's something i gotta do
0: it's in, your blood. It's in yeah. your blood well this might be i don't know maybe maybe there's an answer behind this maybe there's not is there something specific about when you're playing guitar that is the thing that 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 you're constantly trying to um either capture or or what is the thing that makes you like really love it
2: Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Just figuring it out. Just like anything else that I take on, I need to know how to do it. I want to know how it works. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, how does a song work? How does a song get put together? Well, the first time I ever heard, uh, you know, uh, like snippets of a song or a demo of a song of, of how a song is put together by different tracks yeah it's like oh that's how it works that's awesome so it became less intimidating to think about music in general mm-hmm. when i thought of it that way um and i don't know I, just, I guess i just feel like that about when i listen to music i'm like okay how are they playing this where are they playing this you know where are the notes on the, on the neck it's just figuring it out you know and and i think it's just from being into other things besides playing guitar that's that's just how my brain works i need to figure out how this thing works you know
0: yeah yeah well actually that plays into a lot of what you uh what we were talking about um when we first had our phone call uh, what, we'll get into that a little bit i I actually want to find this out from tony and jared too um jared when you're what is it about the guitar that that is the thing that when that makes you love it so much um
1: the first thing that comes to my mind—I don't mean to sound like a, a sappy, you know, Sammy—but <laughs> I, <laughs> I think of my dad, you know, because uh, when I was a little kid, uh, I watched my dad play guitar all the time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of connects me with my dad a little bit, mm-hmm. even though I have my own style. Uh, my dad had a different style than me. Um, I still have, you know, his some his guitars. So yeah, I mean when I when I play guitar, I'm I'm either thinking about trying to make a because I, I I noodle a lot. Like I'm a lead guitar player, even though I'm not like you know I'm I'm if I if you heard me play in Nashville, I get booed off the stage, but I could still carry a lead. <laughs> you know, I could still carry a good lead, so that's what I do. Um, and. I just noodle. I I don't know. I just, I I have my style. I have my thing, but mostly uh, it's like, that's the one thing that I think connected my dad and I uh, more than anything else. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much what comes to my mind when, uh, you know, when I see a guitar, when I pick up a guitar and play it. Interesting. Very
0: cool. Tony, what about you?
3: I mean, it's, it's just something I've been doing so long that, I, I i can't remember a time when i didn't play um and it was part of my identity i mean it was like you know when i was in high school i brought a guitar with me to high school uh and so i was you know i was that kid um and um you know and and it just in, in good times and bad times you learn you know playing a song or oh
2: i know, you know you've
3: had or, your share yeah (laughs) Uh, i just don't seem to care um but anyhow uh that just the whole thing and 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 you know when it's it's comfort comforting to play and it's always a challenge like uh, you know even to this day i'll if there's a song that i want to learn or or you know figure out how they're getting that sound or whatever it's it's kind of a challenge so it's like a you know a a big jigsaw puzzle that you you know you can put back together and as long as you have the basics and of course now it's it's actually a lot easier with you know the advent of uh, YouTube and all these people who will actually show you how to play certain things even though those aren't 100% accurate but um, but it's still fun and it's and then at the end of the day when you can say oh okay I learned how to do that then it's it, it's just uh an you accomplishment feel like, yeah, you feel like you've accomplished something.
1: You know, I want to say YouTube's not the first one to mislead people. Some some guys would come over and bring their guitar tabs with them. And you you remember guitar tab out of oh, the guitar know. magazines. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how you do that. Listen, this is what the reading this is what it sounds like on the album. Yeah. And you're playing it like that, well the tab told me to, the tab, the tab. <laughs> like burn that thing in the fireplace. You're
2: Harmony Central. You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Harmony yeah. Central. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go during lunch to the to the library in high school and just print out a bunch of Harmony Central stuff. You know. Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, let's just say those were all somewhat good starting points. At least you you got you you know the the basic roadmap. So, Todd, what about you? Well,
0: uh, for. To me, it's it's the it's the sense. There's there's two things. Number one, when I start to really kind of get a little bit lost mm-hmm. in it, we kind of touched on this a little bit before. It's like the things that ignited that spark in you, whether it was rock and roll or country or you know whatever it was that woke that thing up. Sometimes you can you can get there. You know, like every once in a while, I'll I'll play a chord or something. I'm like, oh man, I can see myself as a kid seeing myself on a stage wishing right and then i'm like i'm i'm here i'm i'm not maybe not on a stage maybe i am maybe i'm not um but i got the guitar in hand and i'm making i'm making like this freaking incredible noise and uh that gets into like the the soul part and then the other part is i think it must be somewhat like uh, when those people who uh, are, are race car drivers or something where you are using, uh, you know, an, you're pushing an automobile to, to the limits and and you kind of become one with it a little bit. Like if I start going and I'm playing for a while and pretty soon you just kind of get lost in it a little bit, right? At that point, I'm not playing it and it's not fighting me. You're just kind of very much like one with it. And then that's, that to me, that's when you start to get like, the unexpected things like the guitar starts to have a little bit of a voice of its own. You're not just playing the notes. You're getting something back from it. And I know that that sounds kind of kooky, but I'm telling you, yep. it's, <laughs> it's something that I feel honestly, when I'm, when I'm actually making the music that I make for my band, like when I get there, like the hair stands up on my arms. I'm like that, that, that right there. And I know that that is good and all uh I love it.
1: You know, that's the feeling you're supposed to have when you're in a band setting.
0: If you're having that feeling, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and even if you're not, if you're just at home, I I get that down in my basement, you know, just like, I'll just go. It's fantastic. So anyways, thanks for everybody for letting us uh, kind of like gush on this stuff. But this is why we do it. You know, we all love this stuff. So why not share it? Love to hear what you guys all think, by the way, too. So sh- share that uh, back to us and in, in DM or, uh, uh, you know, Instagram DM or, or via email. Um, so let's get back to, to uh, Eddie real quick. He mentioned something that I, uh, we made a connection with, which was he loves the challenge of figuring things out. Uh, Tony, you're you're kind of a technical, mechanical-minded chap. Uh, How does that connect to your pedal building?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, I grew up, my dad's an engineer, and I grew up in his, uh, he has an electrical motor, well, he used to have an electrical motor shop, so I used to always see him putting things together, even before I knew how any of that stuff worked. And it didn't even click until I, you know, was an adult, you know, that oh man, this stuff is just a bunch of subsystems, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just one thing that just works. It's a bunch of little things that make it work. And just, so I started thinking about stuff like that. And I got into program, like computer programming. And it was, you know, the same thing, you know, a bunch of little things, little pieces of code that make the whole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when eventually I got to making pedals, again, you know, a circuit is the same thing, you know, a bunch of different parts of a circuit that makes the whole. And, You know, when I started thinking about stuff that way, it just really just seemed to click with me. And I've been able to apply that to a lot of things. And I don't know if it's just like a way of thinking that tends to simplify problems for me, but it's just something I love doing. You know,
0: Mm -hmm. you, on your actual Instagram, you've got a lot of pictures of things that aren't necessarily uh, pedal builds or, or demos and stuff, but they're all very mechanically and technically, oriented type stuff. Um, I know you experiment with a lot of things. So can you talk about some of that real quick?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I got, a. so I usually, I have like a, a mill, like a CNC desktop machine that uh, mills, uh, uh, circuit boards for me and also does the, the designs on the enclosures and I got a, a laser engraver as well, which kind of works the same as the, the engraving mill and i just recently got into 3d printing which i was really hesitant to do just because i didn't really know that much about it mm-hmm. but uh um, but i had been doing some 3d modeling and it just so happened that all i had to do is plug in the 3d printer and learn a few things and you know i was you know printing stuff which is great
0: that's cool that's yeah. cool so Uh, to, as to the milling effort, um, hopefully some of you guys have seen, uh, the, uh, you know, um, what do I want to say? The, your, your Instagram (laughs) and you've got your pedals, you don't mill all of them, right? Or do you, do you mill all of them?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've been trying to laser some of them, but I haven't gotten there. I just haven't had the time to, to do it. Um. But yeah all the all the current ones that i have are you know i have a painted enclosure and then i make an image uh and then i mill away the negative of that image and uh and that's what you see so what you're seeing is really like the color of the petal of the enclosure i'm sorry and then the silver or aluminum is what you're seeing uh that makes the image
0: it's one thing to just go like, "Hey, I'm gonna mill my logo or something," but you, your whole aesthetic is kind of like this cool geometric thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually, I accidentally stumbled on that. Um, you know, I've, I've a lot of my earlier ones didn't have any words on them, so that made it a little bit easier to just sort of make a pedal and go. Okay, well, if it's a fuzz pedal, what, what would a fuzz you know, image look like. And then just oh, kind of cool. work that way. Yeah. So if I have like a, uh, a phaser or something, I would buy you some, like a wavy design or something, you know what I mean? Something. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times, actually I don't have a lot of pedals on there because it takes me such a long time to just even conceptualize it. Uh, yeah. it you know, it's a, it's a whole process.
0: Uh, if anybody wants to go check out, uh, I did a, an unboxing on our channel on uh, at guitar knobs on Instagram and uh, I've got some close-up video of like, you know, look at the enclosure and stuff. And, you know, I bring up the enclosure cause that's the thing that when, when I first saw it, I was like, Whoa, that looks different. That's awesome. Um, and fortunately it sounds awesome too. Uh, but uh, it is, it is different. And I think when you, if you see it, it's just like, I kind of need one of those. <laughs> so um, now as to the actual pedals and stuff that you're creating, the one that you sent us to check out is your version of a rat. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. Uh, that one is, let's see. So the rat usually has three settings or three knobs. It has like the filter, let's just say tone and, uh, volume. Right. Um, I added, um, some clipping diodes on a rotary switch and then, uh, some uh, potentiometers for the filtering section. You could just sort of shape the uh, distortion a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, that's what that one is. And um, Well, you
0: have two filters on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one has two filters. So
0: how do those two filters work together? So, and, and just real quick, um, there are loads and loads of versions of rats out there. And what is awesome about that is everybody's got a slightly different take on it. There's two things that I found to be very interesting with this one. Number one, um, a lot of people use a like a, a three a, a three switch or I guess a, th- a variable of three switch uh, for the actual um, uh, you know like uh, to 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 more compression um, wide open and and I, you can probably say it better than I certainly am right now, but you have four. Your, your yeah. rotary's got four. And I was like, whoa, okay. Let's check this out. Tell us about yeah. the rotary real quick.
2: That one I wanted to do... Uh, I, you know what? Off the top of my head, I have my notes. I, off the top of my head, I the first setting... So if you're on the left, if you, you have the pedal there. So if you uh, are on the left, that actually I left that stock. So that's the, I believe, the 914 uh, diodes. And then the other ones are... I think uh, you know what. uh, Well, I don't remember specifically which diodes I use, but uh, I use uh, symmetrical clipping and asymmetrical clipping. Right, right. Um, And I believe I use like red LEDs and uh, green LEDs. Okay, Uh, and those are both asymmetrical. Those actually sound sort of so like if you're at a low volume, they kind of sound similar. But if you actually are playing a you know pretty good level. you can actually hear, I believe, that the, the red LEDs make it a little bit more compressed. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe I have a setting on there that actually has no LEDs.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say one, it, it kind of goes from like really compressed with a heavier gain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of progressively gets wide, wider open.
2: Yeah, I believe the last setting is no diodes whatsoever yeah yeah i actually might be confused you know what i remember now it's 914 which is the first setting is uh like the stock rats rat uh, right. diodes right. and then it's um green leds rel- leds and then no uh diodes whatsoever right. yeah. okay yeah. and the uh, red and the green are both asymmetrical uh distortion
0: gotcha gotcha
2: yeah, sorry about that, but man, yeah,
0: no, I think I'm taking back. You're good. Um, and then w- to complement that, so so once you're messing around with that, and then you got your tone, seemingly, um, it, that's that's a lot to deal with. But then you have your two actual filters on either side of that, and talk about how those play off each other.
2: Yeah, so those uh, just remove like the the capacitor and the uh the resistors from the uh distortion okay and instead of having like a set setting you're able to just dial it in a little bit for both that section actually has uh one resistor and one capacitor that shapes the sound a little bit and it has you know it's a set setting and then it has another one of those sets but in this case i just replaced those with pots okay. uh Yeah, and it sort of gives you the ability to turn the distortion, I believe, the gain down a little bit or turn it up Mm -hmm. um, a a little bit before you get to the actual distortion uh, potentiometer.
0: Right, so it's like a a pre-filter almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh Now, Tony. What did you think yeah. about this whole thing?
3: Well, you know, and it's, it's interesting talking about those two filters because I found, I think as you did as well, Todd, that you know they're they're pretty interactive and they they do play off each other. You know, I I, I think it was overall you could really, you know, whether you want to call it fine tuning or dialing in your tone or whatever, but it's it's a pretty, I would say, uh, flexible pedal in terms of you know in that that whole rat genre.
0: Yeah. And you were playing it through your, uh, your, uh, AC. Yeah. Yeah. Vox AC 15. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super, super freaking loud. Tony goes over (laughs) and he's like, Hey, let's check out this pedal. I'm like, goodness (laughs) sakes. Ridiculous.
3: They're fun. They're fun and loud. And that's all you can ask for.
0: Well, it's a great sounding pedal. I found it to be very interactive and has a ton of range in the sound, which i really appreciated
2: try it with the uh, with the gain with the actual distortion a little bit lower like maybe at you know less than half uh-huh. and and then dial in the uh the filter ones okay. It gives you kind of like a really biting sound i like um, that yeah it sounds good with uh for me i like it with single coil pickups it almost gives you like a like a big blackish kind of you know abrasive kind of sound or like a shellac kind of you know what i mean like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah Some people don't like that. My wife doesn't like that sound, (laughs) but I like that sound.
0: (laughs) Tony, Tony likes a good shellacking. Yeah, Ah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, So now uh, you you got a couple other pedals. Uh, You you want to talk about those at all?
2: Yeah. So I've made a couple of uh, amplifier. uh, I made a a basement in a in a box kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, with like a boost beforehand. So somebody actually requested that I make them one. On I think it was on Reddit. Uh, they wanted the ability to have like a boost that can go in front of or behind a basement. Hmm. And, uh, I had never done that before. And it's actually kind of cool because if you put it before the the preamp, you can actually overdrive it and it works kind of like a fuzz, um, which I actually, I wouldn't have done that, but, uh, this person requested it and I did it and I really, really liked it. I've been playing around with that and like different variations of that. um, I also made a reverb pedal, um, and then I made uh, sort of like a variant off of a, um, yeah, like a Foxtone fuzz, uh, Foxtone machine, and actually, I'm proud of this one, because um, I sent it to Steve Turner from Mudhoney. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he actually played it on, I think, their last album. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool, cool. yeah. I mean, that's, for me, that was like, oh, man, that's awesome.
0: That's fantastic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I'm proudest of, because of that. You made it. Yeah, I can stop now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and for those uh, who are beginning to get uh, more and more interested in this and thinking, hmm, I'm going to have to scratch in your chin here. It's the chin scratching sound. I'm going to have to get me one of these. He just said he makes them and then he moves on. So if you see something you like, you might want to grab that because who knows, maybe it'll never happen again. I don't know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, cool, man. I really appreciate you sharing your, your your story, and I think you're making a really unique contribution to our pedal world, our guitar world. And I also appreciate that you don't just make stuff; you actually really love, you know, making music and and playing the guitar and stuff. So that's that's really cool. Now uh, we're going to move forward to the next section, Jared. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: It is the point in the show which I'm gonna sing this right here. <laughs> Would you rather
0: Oh that was ra- exceptional. Ra- yeah. Oh my goodness. Till the end.
3: What happened? Well, the the end he kinda yeah, I had to make it wacky, you know. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's
1: gotta get wacky at some point. Yeah, you know, that's the fun of it. Yeah. This week's Would You Rather comes to us from Really Angry, a.k.a. Tony Baloney, <laughs> a.k.a. Tony. Tony came up with a good one. Gibson just offered a, a, f- <laughs> a $59,000 reward. You know, fifty nine dollars for its missing 1959-60 ship- shipping ledger, which is really missing in real
3: life. Wow. Y- you're at a garage sit. Now, now, what's your shipping ledger? By the way, so the shipping ledgers uh, were actual handwritten books that uh, somebody sat there and recorded the serial number, the date of manufacture, uh, what the what the item was. In this, you know, case would be mostly guitars, but it could be amps and other things too. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the date that it was sold and who it went to. So this, you know, from a you know, those, those those years, you know, 1959, even into 1960, some of the, you know, the... the holy grails. The, the holy grails right. of guitars are yeah. some, missing yeah. in there. It actually is missing for real, too, so...
1: Yeah. Well, so you uh, you see it on Craigslist because it's 2020, not at a garage sale. And you find it for like 150 bucks. you know? And huh. uh, so would you rather turn it into Gibson for the reward? Or do you hold on to it? and you look for a, a book deal to publish it. I mean, what would you do? Interesting. Would you publish it, or would you just take the reward and give it to Gibson and be
0: the hero? <laughs> <laughs> Loaded. Loaded question. Uh, Tony Bellini, how about yourself? <sighs> I think I'm
3: going to hold on to it. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it would it would take some verification i guess uh although gibson could certainly do that but i think once they got their hands on it they'd probably never give it back um and i think i would hold on to it because i think potentially it could have in addition to historical value i think you know somebody that wanted to you know basically publish that book for all the collectors and and dealers out there so that they could verify serial numbers and such and dates um I mean, it would be a great tool. I guess if I was really benevolent, I would just take it and publish it on the Internet so that everyone could have access
0: to it free of charge. Mm. I'm not that benevolent. You're not benevolent. (laughs)
1: All
0: right. Uh, Jared, about yourself. I don't know that I would
1: hold out for a book deal because, you know, isn't that the property of Gibson Guitars? You know, it was, I mean, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Yeah. um, If you ask me really quick, I would just say I would take the money. I would probably just take the money, you know, could, but I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of money I would make if I had it published, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, somebody puts it on the internet, then they're not going to buy anything. So. So I, I think I would just turn it into Gibson. That's a guaranteed $59,000.
3: Okay. All right. How about if I, I'm going to change my answer then, I'm going to keep it, publish it on the internet, and then turn it into Gibson for the 59000
1: There you go. <laughs> Get both best of both worlds. Okay. I, I like it. <laughs> yep. them. <Skirm! laughs> All
0: right. Uh, Eddie, how about yourself?
2: Uh, New proud owner of a of a Les Paul. Absolutely, I would turn it in, but then I would ask him to sell me a, a three thirty five in SG and a uh, Les Paul custom in white at cost. Hmm. Just, to see if they do just they would sh-
1: just give you one, I think, if you actually found that and turned it in.
2: They yeah, probably
1: okay. would. They're they're yeah. also missing the the ledger that that same year where they they bought all their parts for all their guitars and i've and i i've seen the 57 and i've seen the 61 but in real life but yeah the wow the the 59 that is missing as well because it's such a a collectible year for the les paul standard so
0: all right
2: so if you have it and you don't turn it in like let's say you want to get a book deal can they sue you i mean i know they no no okay. no they has I mean, it's it's
0: been missing scary for uh, you know all it's thing right. near public domain at this point. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, there are you know real
1: guitars that they get their hands on the fifty nines anyway. So yeah,
0: you know, I mean, maybe they could. They, they I mean, they sue everybody else sure. for everything. But um, mm. I'm just saying, like, unless there's proof that that someone did actually steal in it, steal it, and it wasn't just lost in the shuffle of things, you know, how do you prove that at this point? I don't know. Right. Uh, Somebody okay, borrowed it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap this one up uh, smartly, gentlemen. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Tony's. I'm going to break into Tony's <laughs> uh, uh, shop while, uh, with a <laughs> good with luck a, with that. With a uh, balaclava and a and a and a flashlight in my in my a little small flashlight in my mouth, and I'm going to rifle through his rolodex, and I'm going to go beep beep beep, oop beep boop beep, and and I'm going to say hello, and he's going to say hello and i'm say joe bonamassa and he's like yeah what's ah. up and i'm gonna say i got something for you bro and i'm gonna get twice that you think oh yes he'll pay me twice that won't you joe bonamassa that's hey, what i'm man. doing whatever <laughs> i doubt it it's true he will I maybe he would just give you a guitar i'll take that and the price so wow uh yeah i'm holding the cards baby uh, all right, we're going to wheedle-wheedle out of this mess. Um, Tony, we got a couple people to thank.
3: We do. We have a actually much more than a handful of very special people. They are our executive producers. And uh, you might be asking yourself, what is an executive producer? And secondly, how can I become one? Just head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you can see, I don't know, at at least three or four levels that you can participate and become a patron or a sponsor, as we also say, of this podcast. That's right. But when you get to the executive producer level, you get all that great stuff. And that's things like barefoot buttons and stickers and T-shirts and, and keychains. And But there's one more thing that you get as an executive producer. That's right. And I think, Todd, what is that?
0: You get to have your name written on the thing. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> or it's read on so the thing. <laughs> oh,
0: man, you have one job. <laughs> read
1: on the thing. <laughs> you get your name written on the thing to be read on the thing. That's How's that? True. That's true. Well,
3: that is true. That is true. Yeah. Or type your text. Well, yes. you know what? Since it is already written, how about if I just read those names? Go for it. Yeah. Special thanks to these executive producers: Mr. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug christ Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers. Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterley, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Steve Keys, and Richard Kendall. Woohoo. Oh, I almost forgot. We have another, just a, just a step above our executive producers. These are mm. our grand poobas. Oh. In exchange for their extra kindness, they get a special fez that they are required to wear while they listen to the podcast. Yes. That's right. So a tip of the old fez to these grand poobas, Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster. Sean S. Tommy Manasco, Mark Garton, Christopher Marshall, and Adam Johnson. A big, 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 big thank you to all of those folks. And if I haven't read your name and you participate in Patreon,
0: a big thanks to you too. We couldn't do this without you. Right on. Thank you so much. Eddie Serratos from Municipal Water. Crazy name pedals <laughs> thank you so much for being on our show we really enjoyed talking with you and um it's been really fun
2: yeah man thanks yep. for having me I, I listen to you guys uh every week and uh man i'm uh, i was surprised <laughs> to hear that you guys were interested in uh inter- interviewing me but i uh, happily surprised so oh, thank you again yeah, for there you having go me.
0: awesome and so, uh I- yeah that, that's an outstanding pedal everybody out there um please make sure you go check out his Instagram. And uh, that's really the only, from what I can tell, that's really the only place that you're operating out of. Uh, If you need a pedal, that's where you go. Is that pretty fair to say?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, find me on Reddit, but I'm not on there that much anymore. So yeah, stick to Instagram for now.
0: Yeah. So if you're like, Hey, I need one of these pedals, man, just DM him. Okay. Um, And uh, I think you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised. You'll get a handmade pedal. And uh, not one of thousands, but one of, you know, a few, which is cool. Mm. Uh, Tony Baloney, where can people find you? Let's just say you need a special
3: pick guard or you're doing some restorations on an old arch top or something like that. Whatever. Head over to pickguardian.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. I mean, I have some things listed on there that you can buy right off the site, but... My specialty is custom work, and that usually requires some communication uh, between myself and the customer. So yeah. shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. I will get you taken care of as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, I ordered something from Tony Baloney
0: for David Kaminga. Yes, you did. Very cool, Tony. You yep. should change your pedal name or your your uh, company pedal name to. Yeah, you should change your company name to um, make your guitar more awesome. <laughs> <Aww>. jared <laughs> about yourself okay so i do pickups cool
1: all right so uh <laughs> brandon pickups.com if you are looking for some new pickups uh i do vintage style pickups mostly and i make them look old too if you want and uh, i also do rewinds um i rewind just about anything anything you can find out there that's a guitar pickup i can rewind it yeah uh so it's it's a fast turnaround time and uh, get a hold of me on Instagram uh, Facebook or email or right through the guitar knobs or whatever
0: yeah yeah if you happen to find like a really cool guitar from Craigslist or whatever and you're like man this needs to sound better. Jared's your man. That's right. Uh, you can drop me a line, Todd at the You can also DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to talk with you. And I share all the messages that we get with uh, Jared and Tony. Uh, I just don't like their mucky fingers and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love your questions and hey, send us some, would you rather's doggone it. We don't want to just rely on the news here. Um, so Eddie, thank you again. Everybody have an awesome week and subscribe. <laughs> We're talking about when you get all wound up, it's funnier because you're so big, but it's usually Tony's fault. So <laughs> <laughs> this is where the wheels fall off. Eddie, hang on there, buddy.
3: Tony. <laughs> hey,
0: I want to say something.
3: You can say it after I'm done now. Shush. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. You got to keep that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and
0: <clears throat> What? So is that- Tony, you there? I am here. Can you hear me? <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com. Forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out
2: our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.